0: Wouldn't it be nice to know the entire interview process before applying for a software developer job? Wouldn't it be nice to know what you'd be working on on a day-to-day basis before applying for your next role? Have you ever thought, or are you currently thinking, I just wanna find all the companies that are looking for my skill set, that pay for all my health insurance, and let me work remote. Maybe even get a little equity. Well, guess what? That is exactly why we built goldensquirrel.io. We have over 1,500 companies in our database and are adding more daily. And after each one of these episodes, We archive the interview process and all the benefits for those companies to make them searchable for you when you're ready for your next opportunity, or just to see what's out there. Coldensquirrel.io. With your help, we're on a mission to change the hiring process by highlighting great companies that embrace transparency to attract today's top engineering talent. On today's episode, we have Michael Roberts, who is the CEO of San Diego Code School. I've worked with Michael in the past, and I'm super excited about this particular position, especially if you have a heart for teaching and mentoring junior developers. So with that, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Chasing Squirrels. On today's podcast, we have Mike Roberts, and he is the CEO of San Diego Code School. How are you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Uh, Mike is somebody who I am super familiar with and we actually had our own podcast back in the day. So, uh, this feels like old times, but you are, um, now looking for some engineers to hire. But before we get into that, can you give everybody a quick background on San Diego code school and what you guys are up to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So San Diego code school was founded in 2018, uh, after I did a stint at another code school, uh, I don't know if we're going to go into that, but, you know, I've you know, working with Jeff in the past a little bit.
0: It was a code and, school uh, I had started.
1: Yeah, but we had some great experiments and learned a ton. And uh, I wanted to continue that as well as provide some more accessibility and affordability. And so I founded Center Code School in 2018. We now have an apprenticeship model. So rather than it being a tuition-based program, all of the students that come through our program pay nothing. They owe nothing. So they graduate 100% debt-free. And we even pay them to go through the program. So it's like a true apprenticeship program. They get paid roughly 18 bucks an hour and takes about a year for them to go through the process. And during that process, we work side by side with them as senior engineers on projects uh, for pretty large companies. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the experience. It's, It's an immersive coding experience that spans roughly a year of hands on the keyboard coding.
0: All right, so no tuition. I get paid to go. And I get to learn how to code while I go. Can you give me a process as if I was applying to that today? Do you guys have cohorts or like, how would I even from the outside go in and apply to get the free coding experience and get paid to do it?
1: Yeah. So we do have cohorts, so we are not currently accepting applications, but you can sign up on an interest list. So if you're interested in the future cohort, you can sign up. We'll notify you as soon as the next cohort date is posted and we get lots of inquiries. So it, it won't help if you send me an email or if you do any of these other things, it's going to be the same answer, which is we haven't announced the cohort yet, but if you do sign up, you'll get a notification as soon as we go live with the next date. Um, we currently have about 14 apprentices. So we have a pretty good sized shop um, and we anticipate doing another one either later this winter or early spring. Um, and the process is really straightforward. So, we try and break down all the barriers and remove anything that might cause friction in terms of people not being able to you know, know how to create a great resume. So if we require something, we always do some workshops to make sure <clears throat> everyone is afforded an equal opportunity to be able to sort of like crush that part of the process. So the first time through, we asked folks to create a cover letter and submit a resume, fill out an application. And then we invited them to our portal that had some free training materials and said, here's a way for you to prepare while you're waiting for the process and kind of demonstrate that you're both interested and get yourself more comfortable with what the process is that you're going to be doing in terms of the learning experience. And so that's really it. We don't, we don't look at um, whether you have a college degree or whether or not you have any aptitude in software engineering, or if you can pass a math test, it's really more about the interview process. So if everything looks good on your resume and your application in terms of like, do we feel like you could be working in a professional environment? You'd show up and you'd be a great employee. Then you kind of make it past the first process and into there's two interviews. And then based on how you stack up against all the other candidates, we basically accept the top folks that
0: interview with us. And then we make a commitment to bring them in and pay them to learn. So how long are they typically learning for or do they, are they jumping in the projects right away? Or what, would the, what does the student experience look like? Yeah. Not usually. So it's
1: typically about a two to three month process to get through our core curriculum, which has been honed over the last, you know, six years or so. So we've got lots of students go through and lots of students get jobs at, you know, super huge companies. So the curriculum itself takes a bit to work through. If someone is, um, pretty sharp, maybe they've been doing some coding on the side, self-teaching themselves, they can get through it a little faster, but typically it takes about, you know, anywhere between, uh, Two to three months,
0: roughly. Okay, and then um, why don't you give us some background? I I know you were at the Code School before the Code School, but the uh, before that, what can you give us? Kind of a journey through your uh, your path of software engineering.
1: Sure. So um, I've been writing software for about thirty-two years. I started as a teenager, something I just kind of like started fiddling around with when computers were like a super new and novel thing. I remember when computers came out and when microwaves came out, like, those were both like things, milestones of my childhood. (laughs) Like (laughs) like Atari, like things that like blow people's minds right now. Like, we didn't have these things. These things didn't exist. We had things that were like plugged into walls
0: that you had to go like this. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember somebody in the family having to get up and change the channel when when one of your parents wanted to change the channel. Click, click,
1: click, click, click. click. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So
1: when, so I was, when I was young, like it was a cool toy, right? The machine and you, there wasn't any like real big commercial manufacturers of software like there are today and the internets, there was no internets. So we had, if you were interested in like the computer and making it work, you had to write your own software. So I learned to write like little programs and games and just did it as a hobby for many, many years. And then eventually, you know, I was a kind of knucklehead when I was a kid. So I was on a 10 year plan for college. I eventually got a degree in computer science, but by then I kind of already was doing other things. And I kind of fell in more and more into like doing it as a side hustle until it became the main thing. Once it became the main thing, then I worked at a few startups and got to the point where I was like a senior principal level software engineer And I was living a good life. I mean, I had like dogs in the office and catered breakfast, lunch and haircuts and massages and, you know, the foosball tables and the ping pong tables out in the lobby and the beer and, you know, all of the accoutrements of like the fancy stuff you see on TV. Um, But I was also like giving back and I was doing a lot of meetups in the evening and talking to newer developers and really trying to figure out like, hey, how could I create an opportunity for more people like me? that were just like nerding out in their basement and like really enjoyed building stuff and taking stuff apart, have a pathway into the same kind of career. Like I knew for me, it was really tough to get through school. It was not something I was super interested in or motivated to like to go through. And so that's kind of what, like when we met, we met at a meetup um, kind of interested me in sort of like jumping the shark and going over to the side of being a, you know, being an instructor. And so that's sort of my career trajectory. It's a little less traditional than a lot of folks, but I think that gives me a lot of empathy for people that are working hard to try and change their lives and do stuff that's, you know, that's different. It's out of the box. It's a little harder. Um, so I can definitely appreciate, you know, folks that have maybe tried to start a CS program and they're just like, man, this is brutal. And I gotta go work a retail job or something like that.
0: So, um, I'm curious, what are the positions that you're currently hiring for? So we
1: have some openings for both mid and senior level engineers. Um, the way our program is funded is we take on projects or we place people onto teams. And so unless we have sufficient mid and senior level engineers, it's really hard for us to get work done. Right. Because we got a lot of juniors and bumping into things and breaking stuff. So we need exactly. to have the additional like oversight and guidance of some more senior folks that can really come in and lay hands on keyboard and help push things into production and really help to give the other folks that like shoulder to lean on when they're getting stuck or they need like more like decisions about planning and how they should actually think about architecture, those kinds of things. So the ideal candidate would be somebody that's like pretty seasoned, has enough experience where they feel comfortable leading and mentoring folks and can at the end of the day, like get sh- stuff shipped, right? Because we do want to make sure that we can actually deliver really high quality code to our customers.
0: Are most of the projects that they would be overseeing in a, the same language or does it kind of depend on the client itself or how does that work?
1: Um, depends on the client. So we have a couple uh, teams or pods. We've got some work, we call them the webmasters. And so they do more of like PHP or maybe like e-commerce platform type stuff. We have a team that does some ServiceNow. So if there's anybody out there that has some ServiceNow chops and they want to kind of break out of a you know more traditional principal or software senior software engineer role and work where you're giving back a little bit more, that's an awesome team. We do some work in uh, C sharp. We got some Unity work. We got some just line of business C sharp applications. So kind of across the board on the JavaScript side, we got some uh, some React. We got some Angular. We don't have any view, so but that's we're not opposed to it. This is you know you know we're a React shop, React React town, um. So yeah, it's across the board. So we want not necessarily individuals that are like polyglots, but individuals that are just open to hey, if I if I'm best suited to support this team, willing to sort of like you know pick up whatever that is and make sure that the developers understand. You know, even as a senior, we have to be flexible and work within the tool sets of our of our clients. We got some super exciting. Um, Data engineering stuff that we're we're baking right now that we're hoping to release in like March and April, and that involves obviously a lot of Python, all the you know the bigger uh, big data technology stack, so uh, AWS, some DevOpsy type stuff. So we're super excited about
0: that. So let's say a senior engineer comes in and they will be managing how many teams right now or wh- who will be reporting to them? It sounds like people will be reporting to them. Is that right? Um,
1: not, not directly.
0: So there's kind of a dotted
1: line right now. We have a senior engineer that kind of oversees the production of each of the teams, like all of the teams together. And then they roll up and report to me. But we're, you know, as senior guys, we're all hands-on. And when I say senior guys, This is a position that I would love if we had some, some female candidates. So if you're a woman that really likes to, you know, just like, just get in there and get your hands on that code and wrestle it to the ground and can teach and mentor other people would love to have you on board. The idea of like how many people will directly be within your sphere of impact. I would say it's going to be in the number of like six at most. So, what I'd like to see is enough uh, folks that are interested that we can make a couple hires and that would allow us to just expand teams. Um, so yeah, so not a, not a huge overwhelming leadership responsibility. I would say time would be kind of evenly split between making sure you're leading and ensuring clean code, code reviews, things like that, and really laying hands on the keyboard and making sure we can get the final code pushed across the finish line.
0: And can you tell us? You said there's one senior right now. Um, can you tell us how many juniors there are currently, and how many seniors that are currently on the team? Yeah, so we have 14 apprentices
1: right now, and there's two of us as seniors. So this will be a this is a major acquisition for us, right? So <laughs> um, it would really allow us to continue to to ramp and grow. Our plan is to grow aggressively over the next. Uh, I'd say uh 2 to 3 years and we're in a in a really good position in that we have great companies really large um um corporate clients and so we're in a position where once we kind of like know everything is good we're kind of in the pilot phase with a lot of them we can begin to ramp and scale those teams up so a big part and of that so, is, is having seniors
0: so um I, I have a lot of familiarity and we talk talk often, but I think for the audience, can you kind of give a background of what your long-term plan is with this uh, overall thing, overall um, company? Because I feel like that's kind of the most exciting part of, I don't know, you and me are super passionate about uh, junior engineers specifically and getting as many into the ecosystem as possible. So can you kind of share oh, yeah. some of the long-term goals of the company? Sure.
1: So as uh, the folks that are watching this can see, I am a person of color. So those that are just listening, um, that means... <laughs> When I walk into a room, I rarely see a room filled of engineers that look like me. And so part of my goal is to sort of change that. And so so that it's, uh, there's just more of uh, folks of a diverse background. There's more women in the room, more neurodiverse individuals, more LGBTQ individuals. And so we strategically have located our offices. So we have an office in Southeast San Diego, which is in the Promise Zone. And then we have an office in Escondido in locations where we're really accessible to folks that are traditionally underrepresented and overlooked in this space. And so that is part of the reason why I think um, people look at our organization as not just having a social impact, but look at our organization as one that I think could dramatically reshape the options and opportunities there are for you know tech equity. So that said, Um, the short-term goal is right now we're standing up a lot more of our nonprofit side of the business. And so we started as a for-profit, we're trying to go through like the B certifications will be like B certified for-profit, which would be awesome. Um, but it will enable us to really be more supportive of our nonprofit. And then the idea is to have that nonprofit organization be sort of a national model for this new technical apprenticeship and be able to then take that. And really bring it to communities, big and small, and be able to say, hey, we have this playbook that we can bring into a community, whether it's really large, you know, like a like a Philly or Boston or Atlanta, or it's a small, like Boise, Idaho. I've talked to so many people in, like, Idaho in the last, like, <laughs> week. It's amazing. I'm like, the tech scene must be unreal in Idaho. Right <laughs> I think everybody's moving there. It's insane. So, That said, that's the plan. The plan is to really like stay here in San Diego. San Diego is always our home base. We call it San Diego Code School for a reason, but make it an opportunity where we can really like, I mean, it's cliche to say disrupt the education space, but we want to, we want to be that like really forward thinking way of like, why, why not? Like, this is the way people have learned for eons, right? You masked as a master, you take on an apprentice and you teach the person with their hands on the keyboard, how to do this skill. So I feel like it's, it's super scalable as long as there are people that are willing to sort of change the narrative and do something beyond like the status quo, which is like, Oh, we're going to go to the local university and we're going to compete for the top talent from these universities. Like that's stale. It's old.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, the, uh, the interview process for this position, can you kind of walk through what the uh, candidate interview position will look like? Yes.
1: It'll be the most interesting interview ever. <laughs> no, the the process that, because I, I think about it as a senior engineer, we've had this conversation before. And, and I think of it as like, if I had the opportunity that we're in COVID, so this is not the ideal scenario, but I would lay it out. If we were not in COVID, then what I would do is I'd say, hey, why don't you come into the classroom? Why don't you fly a desk for the day? And we'll have you sort of like sit and engage with the students and kind of see what it feels like. And that's oftentimes how we bring in um, instructors or contractors. You know, we have them come in, get a feel for the classroom, bounce between the different mob sessions, and really kind of just get the vibe. And then, you know, have a conversation and see, like, where do you think your goals and what you're doing would align and benefit this organization? It's not like we're focused on sending out sort of a code test and then, you know, asking some gotcha questions. Sure. I'm going to want to know, you know, how you would explain particular concepts so that we can understand that you have the skills that are necessary to communicate. But that conversation is a lot of times the way I like to approach the process of seeing like, is this a good fit? Is this a match? So initially I would say uh, lots of people are going to need to, you know, get through that first, like the gatekeeper process of like, Hey, show me you're really interested, you know, give me sort of like, what is it that changes my mind or makes it worth my time to pause in my day and really set up some time for us to talk. But then from that point, I think it's like super easy, super frictionless, not a bunch of, you know, um, check in the box and code test and hacker rank. We're not, then none of that stuff.
0: <laughs> if, uh, do you have these, uh, positions posted yet?
1: I do not. So this is early. Maybe we'll put them up on, uh, Golden squirrel.
0: Huh. I like it. So uh, where should they reach out to you directly or if they're interested? Yeah, at in, this point, uh, if
1: if they're interested, the easiest thing to do is just to send me an email, just shoot me an email and we'll get you into the funnel. And uh, we'll, we'll at that point say, based on your resume, we think it makes sense. We'll have you fill out a short application form. And then if that makes sense, then we'll, we'll set up a time for us to talk. And again, I don't want to say interview, but like we'll have a conversation. And at the very end of the conversation, we should be able to figure out if it makes sense for us to continue to have conversation or if it's just not a good fit. In which case another plus I may be able to help you find a job. Cause I know a lot of people looking for senior engineers. So if it's not a good fit, but I still feel like there's, you know, some, some merit in, uh, in you being introduced to someone, feel free, you know, shoot me an email and, uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. So I know a lot we- of people looking for senior engineers.
0: It's like, Oh, everybody. definitely. Yeah. What's the, uh, you said to have them email you, what's the best email for them to email you? Yeah. So it's Mike, M-I-K-E at S-D-C-S dot I-O. Awesome. I'll throw it in the show notes also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what else should we know that we did not talk about with uh, San Diego Code School when it comes to these positions?
1: I think the other piece that folks are sometimes uh, thinking about or curious about is like what is the what's the day to day? Sometimes folks will ask like, how much of my time am I going to spend coding versus like, am I going to need to lecture or create classes and lessons or any of those things? So fortunately, at this point, we've made it super easy. We I have experience. I know you've got experience too with bringing instructors on and sort of the sort of flow of a instructor career, which is usually like super excited at first. And then it's like, this is the fifty millionth time I've taught someone what a promise is. And so I'd like to just do some coding, please. (laughs) So right. the good news is that a good portion of the time will be just getting folks unstuck. A lot of our curriculum is now in a sort of like a self-paced module format so they can work through projects. It doesn't require nearly as much handholding. And instead, a lot of the time that you would be spending if you came on board on our team as a senior engineer, would be doing a senior engineering things right but it is going to require that you need to be able to mentor and really help people develop right so you've got to be able to help pull people out of the imposter syndrome you've got to be able to reinforce that it's about getting one percent better every day and so as long as you're a good like motivator of people just getting better i think all that should come pretty easy
0: I will say I do remember I would encourage anybody who's even thinking about it to apply because I know from our joint experience of uh, kind of seeing people come into the classroom and go through the it wasn't really an interview process. It was just kind of like hanging out and just like teaching the students. And so you really know within the first 30 minutes whether you're going to be addicted to it like we sort of became or if people are like, this is way more than I thought. I, I have no, I thought I wanted to do this, but I don't want to do this. Oh yeah. So if you're kind of unsure, spending some time in the classroom or uh, are you guys doing it remotely now? Essentially? Yeah, so,
1: so we, we could create, I mean, it's interesting. We could create some opportunities to do some some remote uh, mentoring sessions, coaching sessions, things like that. And that could give uh, folks a chance to sort of like interact with the team a little bit and see you know, how the team's doing. Not nearly the same as coming in person, but right. so we'll try and make the experience as representative of these are the kinds of things that we do, this is what our culture is like. And it's much more about getting sort of the, is this something you feel comfortable doing or is this like way out of your comfort zone? And if so, great, like it's not for everybody. Like this is a different unique experience dealing with people that they got a lot of emotions bottled up in there, they're trying to get through a lot of hard stuff. So uh, the good news is like senior engineers know it because like we everybody at some point has been a beginner and knows that that journey is tough so if you're at that phase where you're like man i want to get back and do something huge then you whether it's a she or a he or you know a they could be an awesome fit you just got to have the like the want the desire to like help people crush it
0: 100 i would i would definitely encourage if you even kind of think or been interested in doing that to just go try and uh and try out teaching and see if it's for you. Cause you'll know right away if it's something you enjoy or don't enjoy. And even if it's something where you don't want to take the position or Mike find somebody before you, um, you can at least jump into the meetup um, culture and oh, kind yeah. of do some teaching at meetups because they're always looking for speakers Th- that I know as well.
1: Oh yeah. By the way, we got a meetup on Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month. If anybody <laughs> wants to do a lightning talk, we got space.
0: If, if anybody if wants to do a lightning, lightning talk, talk at the San Diego JavaScript, San Diego JavaScript, right?
1: Yes, sir. Go to san (laughs) sandiegojs.org,
0: sign up, give a talk. All right, so uh, the, can people from anywhere, is this position gonna be full-time remote or have the ability to be?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we're in the long term, I think we're thinking we're gonna continue to have uh, some flexibility. And so I definitely think I'm 100% open to keeping this a permanent remote position.
0: Permanent remote, and then when you want to go see the company, you get to visit the prettiest city in America. Oh, yeah. Essentially.
1: Like, why would why would you not want to come out here and visit main campus? <laughs> it's,
0: it's perfect. You can live somewhere else, come visit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll let the California jokes go. All right. Uh, anything else?
1: No, I just, like you said, I was just encouraged – Anybody that even thinks they're interested, drop me an email. And then I'm sure we'll have a page up pretty soon on uh, Golden Squirrel with
0: uh, more information. Yes, you will. I will get that up there uh, probably as soon as we're done talking. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on uh, today's episode and we will talk with you soon. Thanks. Yeah, Jeff. Thanks for having me out. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Chasing Squirrels. We've now started a YouTube channel as well as a Twitch channel and a Facebook Live page. So go ahead and like and subscribe if you'd like to get access. We're going to be scheduling interviews ahead of time, so you'll be able to watch those live in the future if you'd like. Otherwise, subscribe to the podcast, and we will chat with you soon. Thanks.